Vaughn and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Welcome back. Hello. Love you. My babies. My beautiful friends. Our beautiful friends. Hello. All right. The direction that points directly toward the geographic North Pole. This is a fixed point on the Earth's globe. That is the definition of true North. What I'm saying is, like a compass points toward a magnetic field, your personal true North directs your path and pulls you forward to your personal place of perfection. True North is an awareness of direction. It's a guidance. True North is your orienting point, your fixed point in a spinning world that helps you stay on track. True North is your internal compass, unique to you and only you, representing who you are at your deepest level. True North is a sense of being at home within yourself. Are we guided by logic? Are we guided by reason? Are we guided by math? By some rationale that makes perfect sense on paper? Or are we guided by intuition and feeling? I definitely am purely intuition and feeling. Matt is totally logical. Not totally. Well, I can say I'm not totally either. And there you go. So, what if the logic and math don't make sense? What if intuition and spiritual guidance that you're asking for is silent? Like, you know, you could be spiritual, you could be religious, you could be whatever. Everyone asks, where am I supposed to go? What is happening? Do I turn right or do I turn left? Do I make this decision or this decision? What, what should I do? When you ask, you get that inner knowing of what to do. But what happens when you don't hear anything? It's like a deafening silence. It's horrible. You know, ever since I was a kid, I would hear voices and I call it spirit. I have always seen different forms of angels and I've always had guidance ever since I can remember. Mm -hmm. I remember things from when I was in diapers, guys. And no one believed me when I was a kid, but I could recite word for word what an adult in the room said when I was an infant. And it was true. Like I would blow these people away because I remember stuff and I remember my guidance and I remember asking questions. And there have been so many times where I felt or didn't hear anything coming back to me. Like, hello, are you still with me? Am I alone? It's horrible. It's a horrible feeling when you can't, feel that guidance when you don't hear a reply to your request like are you out there are you still helping me am i what's going on you know right that deafening silence um it, it just it's um it leaves you with a feeling of being deeply alone like i said in a state of deafening silence you can be surrounded by people you can be in the midst of crowds, you know, and feel like you have friends 
and still feel this way. So this guidance that I'm talking about is the true north. We all have a compass needle within us. Knowing the true north, we can still travel in any direction we choose. So like you have a compass, it tells you this is north. Right. It doesn't mean that you go north. It means you can go any direction you choose, but you know this is north. So if you do want to go south, you go south. But you you have that constant guidance of this is south because that's north. So the directions that you take in life or the decisions that you make, as long as you know what your true north is, it's okay. Because you can reroute yourself and know, okay, I'm going south here. <laughs> in however way you want to take that. Sometimes you do want to go south. Sometimes you do want to go and feel irate about something. <laughs> Sometimes you do need to give someone a spiritual kick in the pants. You're not always going to be living in true north, but you have that inner compass, that needle that points to this is who you really are here. This is your true north. And it's a feeling. Last week we were talking about comfort. And you're like, why did you keep talking about true north? It's because it's been on my mind and it's similar that comfort feeling, I think, is similar to when you're trying to find your compass. What feels good to you at your core is your true north. What makes you feel strong and centered, that is where your true north is. Ah, and you so, just wait, stole my point. <laughs> well, let me, let me keep talking. I'm sure you have many points, Matt. So, like I said, we can still travel in any direction we choose. We use discernment and knowing at our core to actualize our path in life. By tuning to this true north, we feel our power, we feel centered, and we are attuned to our surroundings and to our global cosmic family, which brings me back to the art of friendship and true north. What brought this up for me was after many, many years of being away from an ocean, because we live in the middle of the continent, I was literally dipping my, my toes into the Atlantic. I had never, I don't think I've ever done that in my life, on the in continent. And I was sitting there and I was texting someone. And she was saying, yeah, that's my true north right there, where you, where you are, because we were staying at our house. She was away. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is true north for me too. It felt so good that I started to cry happy tears. It was like coming back to a friend. It was like coming back to an elder. It was like being enveloped in a loving parent's arms. A, a, a certain guidance you feel. A certain safety you feel of home, a sense of home, a sense of peace, and a sense of strength. And then I started crying because it felt like, it was the kind of crying where you're like, where have you been all this time? Like, where have I been all this time? And where have you been all this time? You know, my location. Where have I been? <laughs> and so I, every day since then, I've been thinking about true north. And what that is, I've been craving for my true north, physically, geographically, for so long. Have you ever been in a place where you just feel like you're not jiving with that place? 
I feel like it just it I can't sink in. I can't get rooted in a particular geographic point on on some parts of the planet. It's not for me. I'm not intended to be there. I'm like a dolphin that needs to be in the ocean, but I'm living in the middle of the continent, away from water. And I can't I I'm I'm sad. I because I need to be where my true north is physically. I have my true north in me, in my spirit. But I think the two need to work hand in hand. You do need to find where you belong. Because physically being where you're supposed to be is just as important as being somewhere spiritually, being somewhere emotionally as your true north. So finding the true north and the quest for deeper connection connection with people, connection with where you're stepping, where you're walking on the earth, connection with the planet, connection with the universe. Where are you in it? How can we reconnect with that? How can we get to that place? For me, also going back to the art of friendship, true north is truly the connection to our global family. And it's it's hard for me to say that right now, especially since I disagree with so many people especially in my country right now, that are against human rights, the people that are against human rights, period, against, against women's rights, against the right to love whoever you want to love, against being a culture that you are, against looking a certain way, against you name it. It's so hard for me to connect with that and be like we are one family and you're my true north when I look at so many so much of the population and I'm thinking this is far from true north what is this so it's even more important right now to find your inner true north and connect with your true true norths which are your your family members that bring you comfort and bring you strength and so this is the quest today to find that deeper connection how do we get there? And why did it take me years to get back to an ocean? How about you, Matt? Different, completely different sensibilities, of course, on my side, because I am more governed by logic. And for me, it's about new pieces of information coming in and changing where my true north, where my center really lies sometimes. And these have happened historically through time. And it's just a way of rewriting how things go. So for me, I certainly, yes, I did miss the ocean. Did I think of the ocean as my true north? No. That's my personal true north. Right. I, but I miss the ocean for sure. It's just, yeah, it's very, very tricky. It's like just to completely take us over into left field. But once upon a time, a man named Copernicus had the gall to say that the earth was not the center of the universe, which is called heliocentric. And everybody around him got super mad. Uh, because everybody likes to believe they are the center of everything. And when he said, well, we circle the sun and the sun is one of many suns mm -hmm. and on and on and on, it really affected people in such a negative way, in such a violent way, in point of fact. I think he was Why probably... Why do you think that is? Why do people get so we get attached, bent out of shape? We get attached to comfortable things. We get attached to our center. And when somebody takes our center away from us, it's a hard thing to think about. Or and I when, always call it like... Or m maybe they realize, or maybe someone points out, that is truly not your center. 
You know what I mean? Well, it's truly you not just, the center. Right, exactly. That and there's something else that makes them feel like they're in a free fall, maybe? Exactly. Whereas I think of it as really having to digest this new piece of information. And that rewrites, as you will, my worldview is how I describe it. Because, of course, the industry I'm in, computers, yeah, welcome to. We didn't have smartphones. When smartphones happened, that changed everything. When And things keep changing. So I'm more, ironically, even though I loathe change, I'm exposed to it all the time. And I really, really do not like change. But yet, I've figured out how to get comfortable, at least in the technical aspects of things. But then I don't want to... I don't want other aspects to change. It's kind of funny. As we were looking for where we should live and we ended up traveling all over the place, our youngest came to me really sad in the midst of like such beauty we were surrounded in. And she's like, I just realized, because I was walking around saying, I'm realizing things about myself. And so I think it led her to have the vocabulary to say, you know, I'm realizing something about myself. I'm realizing that I don't like change. It's really scary to me i don't like it even though she really loved being there Mm -hmm. i and i'm like i think i think i know what it is you're feeling it's a part of many things one is change is not easy it's a muscle you have to use and you have to work out that's why when like we have so many people in our lives that are so old and rigid you know like bruce lee always said was it bruce lee who said be like bamboo don't be like an oak tree because bamboo will sway with the wind, but the oak will break. Is it the oak? Yeah, it is the oak, but I'm reasonably sure it's not. Um, it wasn't Bruce. I think it's right? older than Bruce, but right. we can go back to Aikido, be like water. Yeah, you have to move and conform and change and shape yourself and mold yourself as you go through. You have to bend. You have to go with the flow. And when you don't, and this is with ideas This is with just working out your body. Mm -hmm. This is with emotions. It's all of that. You have to constantly be with the flow. That's why surfers are so cool. Because every wave that comes is different. And they can ride it instead of being swallowed up by it. When they do get swallowed up by it, they come back and they ride the next wave. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, So I was telling her, so it's either that. So it's good because you're flexing your muscles. Mm -hmm. It's good to feel this uncomfortableness. But what you're also feeling is a homesickness. When you go through change, even where you come from, when you go to a new place, even when you come from a place you didn't like, you end up missing that place because you're just used to it. And it's because in a certain way, I think your muscles, your spiritual muscles, your emotional muscles, your physical muscles get atrophied in a way. They get used to not flexing. They get used to not being fluid. You just get used to that. You can become used to misery. And that's your comfort. That becomes your comfort because it's what you know. And so we were talking about this. And I'm like, remember that your home is inside you. Your home are your memories. Your home is your experiences. Your home is in this big beautiful universe of constant change that is your home and we went about our day well i would also say it's certainly when you're in your rhythm like for example living in a place it's like you know where 
the mailboxes. You know when the mail gets delivered. You know when the trash gets picked up or whatever, or when you take the trash normally to the dump or whatever it is. You get used to the rhythms of a given place. And on some level, it's like your mind gets to kind of shut down about it. And when you're in a new place, all of a sudden everything's firing. So it's literally like I'm studying Spanish. And for me, it's like there's no kind of shortcuts. And, And the way things get described, you have to be present to it. And you have to, it's like, it feels like there are no shortcuts. Every sentence feels longer than it would be in English is how it kind of feels to me. And so you have to, and your pronunciation and all the rest of it. So you're, it's the same way when you move someplace new. It's like, well, you have to figure out so many things. It's exhausting. It is. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. We rented a car for a week and oh, I did God. most of, I did most of the driving, which I hate to drive, by the way. Driving for me, I'm, I'm praying for a time in our society when, where no one drives cars. I don't like it. And I don't like being on a highway. And especially when it's raining and you can't see the lanes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have like certain drivers in different geographic locations have different personalities with their driving. Right. And they're aggressive, some of them. And so I'm not aggressive. I'm like, hey, everybody calm down. Like, why must you be driving 95 miles per hour? Or 75. It's like the speed limit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I'm driving and if the speed limit is 75 and I'm driving 70, oh my God. Like the people behind me, like they're so angry. Like just go around me. Like what? <laughs> it just, whatever. I'm, I'm digressing. What was I saying? Oh yeah, the car. So we rented a car and we get into it. I'm like, I don't understand this thing. I don't understand how to turn it on even. Like everything about the car was totally different than the car we have at home. And so honestly, I had no idea how anything worked. Right. Well, like it didn't even have a key. It was a keyless car and like putting the brake on or uh, um, unlocking the brake when you're wanting to drive or, or like if you had your foot on the brake at a stoplight, the car would turn off. And that was disconcerting because, you know, I'm used to having old cars that break down. I'm like, oh, it's, the car broke down. <laughs> well, <laughs> Do also, I mean? when you take your foot off the brake, then all of a sudden the car starts and you can feel that little shudder. Yeah, and then, yeah, the shaking, like the, the, the jolting back and forth. It was just weird, right? It was. And then when we came back and we got into our own car, I didn't know how to drive our car. Well, and, and we've it had, has like 85 buttons, too. Oh, my God. Our car we've had for how many years now? For a long time. Right. I couldn't remember how to open the hatch, you know, the back, the back, the mm-hmm. trunk. I couldn't remember, like, it took one week for me to forget how to use the car <laughs> we've driven for years. <laughs> it was weird. It was. And I'm like, whoa, this car feels so different. It's uncomfortable. Like, our old car that was so comfortable to me was mm-hmm. like uncomfortable. And next thing I know, I, I was feeling homesick for the car I didn't like. I was fe- for a second, mm-hmm. for a few seconds. I understand. I was like, whoa, the other car was smoother and lighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I love our car though. I love our car. But, well, you know, love, like I enjoy <laughs> our car. Anyway, um, how does this relate to True North? Did we digress completely? We did and yet didn't because I would just say for me, True North isn't necessarily a fixed place and it's certainly not a fixed place that never 
changes. You know, certainly when I was young, I thought maybe I wanted to be a farmer. And then I thought maybe I wanted to be a professional gambler and, and on and on and on. So if you look at True North as far as a career path goes, no, it moved. But the thing is, that's not True North. True North has nothing to do with your career path. Well, that, it's an aspect that, of it to me. No, that is no. Wh- that is where you're going in life. So like I said, True North is there. You're looking at a compass. You're going northwest. You're going like all these other infinite degrees. Infinite degrees where all, you have all these degrees of different directions you can go. But there's only one True North in you. Your career has nothing to do with it. It's who you are at nothing. your core. Nothing. Well, okay then. No, a career is a means to just exchange services to get by in life. It's a barter system. Your true north is way deeper than that. Think about, let's get back to the art of friendship and the true north. Finding your true north in yourself, you can spot it out in other people. You find your family that way. It has nothing to do with coworkers. It has nothing to do with your career. It has nothing to do with your standing in society. Your true north is your true north throughout every lifetime, throughout everything you do, throughout all the careers you have. You always have this one true north. And I think the problem, especially in our country, is we don't even have time to reflect on that, to figure out what a true north actually is, what it is to feel a certain way. We don't have time because we're always in survival mode. That's why we don't have time to have friendships. That's why people get offended when I say, you don't really have true friendships. Let's take a look at it so we can have a deeper connection, so we can have the true friendship. Is because we're so, because of the survival mode thing, we're just concerned with me and mine. How am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to get food? How am I going to feed the family? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And we're so enveloped in all that stuff then it takes us away from true north. That's when the compass starts spinning and you have no idea which way is up. So you would say that people have exactly one true north and it's a bad, and some people spend their entire lifetimes and never sort out what that is. Yes. It's just, it's a matter of when I was five, I thought it was this. When I was eight, then I got more no, clarity and it became... That's just it. It's not about I thinking. I thought that it was. Yeah, but it's not about thinking is what I'm saying. You have to feel it because it is at your core. It's not physical. It is an entity of its own. It's like divine. It is everything. It is, it is who you are. And I think the best way for me to describe it is true north is that essence of pure love. Why are you looking at me like that? It's just, it, it, it's just the way we see the world. Because for me, it's not necessarily an intuitive process. It's not a, you know, I know when I'm doing things that feel right. And I know when I'm doing things that feel wrong or feel right in the moment. But my true north is a more logical construct, I think. That's because you've been trained into being this binary, like, clock. or she used like, the word binary. You're like, beep, beep, boop, pop, 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 computer-minded oh person. You see patterns. You see, like, everything like a matrix. But at the core of that, you're still feeling it. And I think you want to label it as ABC or one, two, three, or zeros and ones, if you will. In your computer world. Well, yeah, certainly. It brings me comfort to do that. But right. I, I think that there's a truth to it. What is the truth to that? I mean, what is, 
How can you? So you're trying to break it down. I'm saying of course really I'm trying to break it down. That's what I do. That's what you do. But just but you did say it. it. It comes to a feeling. So you can use all the math you want, but it really comes back to intuition. And it comes back to this divine guide that is you. You are at the core of that because you are of, of the infinite. You are the universe. You are the center. Matt is just giving me this look. Well, I can't argue with this. So what am I, you know? That's it. That's it for our show today. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, she likes it when I say I can't argue with it. Oh. I don't like arguing. I'm not a good debater because then I, I don't know. Apologia. I don't. I know what I know. And I know that you can't break it down. You have to feel it. It's like trying to describe, I don't know. You know, I've met so many religious people in my life traveling. And when I was younger, I'm like, hmm. Like the people that were so religious. I was like, well, how can you prove that there is a God? You know, like I would ask that question. Right. And they would always say, I can't. It's a feeling. And I'm I'm not trying to talk on a religious religious uh level here I, i'm try, try i'm just trying to be speaking on a level of pure love and sometimes with some religions love gets taken out of it i find that certain religions can get into a form of control controlling the masses that's my personal opinion but at the root of all religion i think really is love and that's what i want to focus on and that's what i'm saying true north it really is it's that part in you that you can't define and you can't explain and you can't prove and i think the closest way to understanding it and to feeling it is to feel it and so you know maybe test it out when you meet people see how you truly feel but you have to be really honest with how you're feeling because initially you may have a spark for a split second that says this person is dangerous but then for whatever reason, you convince yourself otherwise. And then later you realize that person was not okay for me to be around. And I think it's the same way. Like you can travel, you can walk around and you can really feel where you're stepping. How does that feel for you? Are you feeling more empowered or are you feeling shaky? Are you feeling not strong or strong? It's like looking at the compass. If you want a certain feeling, you have to figure out what your base is. What is your base? Which is what is your true north? And so when you go west or east or south or whatever other direction, you can recognize the difference. And then you can re-navigate back to finding that really good feeling. And you do that with people too. And that's how you can find your true north friend. And I think that's how you can find the deeper connection. As long as you can ask yourself these questions of how do I feel? Am I strong? Am I weak? Is my energy gone? Do I feel energized? Do I feel happy? And when you're in a place and you feel relieved, I'll speak for myself. Like when I was sitting there on the sand, I felt relieved. I felt all the pressure go away. I felt like I didn't have to explain anything because the ocean knew. And with every wave that came in, and got swept away, it took away part of my sadness, you know, like a parent that I always wanted that can just hug you and realize your pain and just take it away by being compassionate. And I think when you're in your true north, 
you feel that that's all taken care of for you because you connect to your own personal true north and when you connect to that you can recognize it in others and then you can build family from there that's what i have to say certainly yes when you're centered you're more aware you're more alert you're more connected of course because that's the whole definition of centered is you know i'm i'm here i'm in my strength i'm in my strong place or whatever you want to call it so yeah i can totally see that so that's it what is your true north i hope that you recognize me as your true north because i'm your friend i'm here for you and thank you thank you we love you (laughs) thanks for listening i think that's all i have to say do you have anything to add shakes his head no okay (laughs) which is really good in a strictly audio medium all right i love you so much thank you for listening we'll talk to you in just a few days be well